Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to The Tradar, a trader's podcast. My name is David Bloomberg, and I've been covering reality TV for over 23 years, and I'm one of your hosts for season two of The Traders U.S. The Trade Hour features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition show, The Traders, as well as interviews with contestants from the show. Today, we're talking about The Traders U.S. episode five, and while Matthew is unable to be with us... I'd like to welcome back longtime member of the New York City Survivor community and crossword fanatic, Laura Effinger-Dean. Hi, David. Thank you so much for having me again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, So, uh, crossword fanatic. I believe you're not just a crossword completer, but a crossword i don't know is the word writer author constructor constructor okay yes thank you yeah i recently had a uh, survivor themed puzzle in the wall street journal so that was a very you know a big accomplishment for me in crosswords uh, yeah <laughs> i i mean i can think of uh very few people who can say that i believe the universe may be one <laughs> true yeah that's <laughs> that's probably about it <laughs> Although I always get excited when there's a survivor clue and I like DM the constructor, like, are you a big survivor fanatic too? And they're like, thanks for solving the puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we will uh, start, of course, today by setting up the trade our trader game. My guest and I will each lie to one another once during the podcast. The lie can be big or small about the traders, yourself or anything else, as long as it is a complete fabrication. However, we are looking for fake facts, not fake opinions. Like, I can't say I'm thrilled that Kate is back, which, you know, anyone who knows me would know that's an obvious lie anyway. Yeah. No um, and 
At the end of the episode, we'll put our traitor hunting skills to the test and see if we can detect the other person's lie. Laura, are you ready to betray me? Sort of, yes. I will do my very best. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and I will do my very best to not call out a lie and then forget it five minutes later, like I did last week. <laughs> no, please do. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. <laughs> I would appreciate it. <laughs> so, last week, we know that we left things in a rather tense situation in the traitor's turret. After Phaedra came in blasting Parvati and also Dan a little bit, though he mostly played innocent. Last we saw, they were speechless, but I figured they'd have some sort of response to start us off. And they do, but it's it's kind of weak. And I understand why they left on that cliffhanger, because that was the high point of the conversation. Uh, you know, Parvati just says, well, she was talking about Larsa, not Phaedra, but Phaedra, you know, wasn't going to let it slide. So Parvati said she needed to get Larsa out. And Phaedra says, don't do it with my name. It pissed me off. Uh, Parvati right. thought maybe Phaedra was just pretending. But Phaedra says, I'm not an actress. Yeah. OK. People on the Housewives shows would never amp up the drama for TV. Yeah. I, you know, she she's may not be an actress, but she definitely knows how to make a, a drama out of things. Yes. I was I didn't I didn't hate this as much as you hated it, because like I felt like it's so easy when you're a trader to sort of let those little things slip and all of a mm -hmm. sudden it like snowballs into a huge thing and you find yourself getting blindsided at banishment. So I sort of saw where she was coming from, where it was like, I am going to nip this in the bud right away. We are not doing it this season. Um, and, you know, it probably won't work, but like, I, you know, at least she sort of like showed them the consequences of making a move against her. Yeah. I just thought she came on way too strong. And if, uh, you know, if, if there had been different traders up there, like, you know, Janelle or Sandra or someone, you know, a, a lot of the other people in the house, quite honestly, they would just fired back at her and this would not have gone as well, you know, but mm -hmm. Parvati just took it in stride. She said, oh, I, I'm not throwing your name around. She apologizes. And yeah, Phaedra cools off immediately, accepts it, but tells us if Parvati behaves similarly in the future, she'll know not to trust her. And I'm thinking if Parvati behaves similarly in the future, it will be to make a final strike and it'll be too late for Phaedra to worry about trusting her because Parvati isn't doing this again without getting her out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so now I have seen a number of people on Twitter talking about how this was a big nothing after that cliffhanger. And I, you know, I, I have to agree. But like I said, it's... You know, that's why they left it that cliffhanger. Uh, Matthew even took time to message me about it and said he was disappointed. We thought there was going to be a big Parvati Phaedra fight right off the bat. And, you know, I even posted some TikToks about that, uh, that <laughs> this would not go well uh, for Phaedra if that's what she was doing. I got <laughs> some pushback in comments and, you know, I one person one person was really confusing. They said uh, they said that Sandra only uh well, I guess it's related to the vote, not so much the the turret, um, but it was all it was. It was posted as a comment in my video on uh, Phaedra and the turret and said, Sandra only came for Larsa because she's jealous. And I'm like, wow, you're delusional. OK, um, I, I don't even know where to Does go from there. Parvati only came for I, 
Larsa? Or- I don't okay. know. I, I yeah, I, when Janelle did, and I mean Sandra did come for Larsa at one point. I mean during you know in the, yeah in they the all were yeah. yeah. But to say that Sandra was jealous of Larsa, it's like mm, don't think so. I, <laughs> yeah, I, Sandra I, seems quite secure. Yes, in herself. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, that was a little detour into the comments section of my TikToks, which is sometimes a a uh, interesting Very place nice. to be yes yes I, <laughs> I i try not to argue and fight with people anymore in there um try being the operative word uh anyway uh as we go back to the trader's turret uh parvati as a gesture of goodwill says that since since she knocked off ekansu last time she kindly offers to let phaedra take the lead on suggestions for a murder uh, Phaedra suggests Sandra due to her skill playing the game. And I instinctively yell no at my TV. Same. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I can imagine, uh, at, at, you know, the watch party, there was probably a lot of yelling. No, uh, <laughs> I assume so. I don't think I was there at that point, oh, but okay. like, I still yelled no this morning when I rewatched it, even <laughs> though I knew she was safe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she then suggests Tamra and I I'm, I'm all for that one. Uh, they try to figure out which will cause more confusion. And, yeah, and we'll... I loved... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go I ahead. was going to say, um, like, I, I feel like Parvati and Dan were like, oh, yeah, we're going to give this to you. And then they, like, immediately framed it as, like, well, what can cause the most confusion? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is that the objective? Like, isn't the objective to, like, win the game? But, of course, they were say- setting up, like, you know, well, we don't want Sandra to go. Let's let's set right. it up as like Tamra will cause the most confusion. And Phaedra was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That would cause confusion. I'm like, why are you getting rid of one of your housewife allies? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I did think the same about especially Dan, the way he was like framing it. Um, but also, I do think this probably takes heat off of Phaedra because the housewives are so tight. And the thing is, yes, the housewives are allies. And we'll talk about this a little more when Janelle has some thoughts on it. But like looking at last week's vote, they didn't vote together. They couldn't even get a comprehensive or cohesive vote to save Mm -hmm. one of their own in Larsa. You know, Mm -hmm. a couple of them shot votes in random directions, which is not going to help. Right. So, yeah, they're they're not ready for this type of strategic game just yet. I don't think most of them. Right. So better to use them as a, a pawn. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So uh, we'll find out what the decision was. But first, they all have to parade into breakfast. Uh, CT and Janelle are the first to arrive. And this is exactly what I was talking about, actually. Uh, CT thinks some of the housewives are traitors. But Janelle correctly notes that there isn't a strategy behind the way they vote. Uh, she says they don't have the skill or the strategy to have this mastermind about who to murder. And then she laughs in a way that I appreciate because I think she's right in general. Um, <laughs> and it's it's not specifically that they're housewives, but just because, like I said, they haven't played competitive reality shows. They don't really seem to get the strategy yet as, as a whole. Um Next in are Peter and John. Peter believes there must be a guy among the traders and thinks it's Dan. Uh, Kevin joins them, then Bergie and Parvati, then Sheree and Dan, followed by MJ and then Trishel. And then Phaedra and Sandra walk in so I could stop holding my breath finally. Uh, Tamara's gone and I'm perfectly happy, especially because I know who the 
special returning player is this week. And I keep thinking Tamara is too much like her. Uh, so yeah. two of them would kill me. I mean, I'm already having trouble telling the difference between Tamara and Trishelle. So I was kind of yes. happy Tamara went. So it's easier to tell the difference. But then now they've brought in Kate. So now I have the same problem. Again. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who is having that issue. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to Trader's turret and Phaedra says murdering Tamara will bring confusion like you had just mentioned and help hide her because everyone knows she's loyal to the housewives. Uh, and then we see Tamara get the news and she actually gets teary eyed, which makes me dislike her just a little bit less. Um, she just hopes it wasn't a housewife among the traders who murdered her. And unfortunately, Oops. unlike Traders UK, where Traders UK has an after show it's an after show podcast where they have clips of them finding out who the traders are in general, oh. in general, the show, the after show is terrible. Um, but those clips are good. And when I saw that there was a traders us postmortem show on Peacock, I thought, Oh good. They'll show the same thing. And they don't, they, they oh. just show interviews. They don't show them finding anything out. So that's, kind of annoying yeah uh, it's a weird weird production decision because there's just like guaranteed drama right there and that, that they're just leaving on the on the cutting room floor so. yeah and these things are only eight to eleven minutes add another minute it's not that big a deal you know mm -hmm. but yeah um back at breakfast i'm sure it's the editing but while the other players are discussing what this murder might tell them phaedra is trying to find boiled eggs and eating her breakfast and just appearing completely unbothered in a way that if it were really happening would have just raised so many suspicions. I feel like. Yeah, exactly. It's like, shouldn't she be upset? One of her people was murdered, but right. yeah, you're right. It, you know, like, I feel like they've done some creative editing with like, I mean, even, even that scene at the end of last episode, I felt like there's no way Parvati didn't immediately speak up as soon as Phaedra started talking to her like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. They just took every shot of her being quiet and interspersed yeah. them in there. Yeah. Uh, Alan arrives and throws down Tamara's photo while wondering if there's life after reality competition show death. Uh, he also says he has a treat for people that will arrive later and turn the house upside down. Yeah, we know what that treat is. Uh, when Alan leaves, CT asks Dan for his thoughts. Dan once again says he won't speculate without good information. CT presses him, but Dan just won't throw a name out there. I, I, I get it. Okay. But this strategy has not worked before for actual faithfuls. I can't remember the season. I, I, it, at some point they all become a blur, but I know that people have tried this before and everybody's like, that's very suspicious. We think you're a traitor. And Dan actually is one. And yeah. I, I I, especially don't think it's going to go over well for someone like Dan, someone as well known as Dan. And yeah, indeed, yeah. I was going to say, and then then I think it was like Bergie says to Janelle, like, well, is Dan... Mm -hmm. is Danny expressing his opinion in private conversations and i'm like well not with you obviously yeah i mean he's not but like doesn't like clearly he doesn't trust you specifically so he wouldn't be giving the information to you like yeah i, yeah, I do see where he's coming from and he if anybody can pull it off it's him because he's just very good at like speaking and like making people think what he's mm -hmm. saying makes sense but like 
you know, there's going to be a, a point where people are just, you know, tired of it and and pull the pull the trigger on him. Yeah. Now, my notes say that John wondered that. So I don't know if uh, saying Bergie was your lie or. Uh, um, um, let's assume it was. I didn't write down my notes. <laughs> I, I, I guess I've just maybe made Bergie my my figurehead of the anti-Dan sentiment. I can't episode. see you. We talked about getting people confused. I can't tell you how many times I confused Bergie and Peter. So I know, right? Yeah, they're just the same person effectively yeah. right now. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it's like you know the um, uh, Schrodinger's cat or whatever. That you know, who has the shield? Right. Bergie or Peter? They're the same. You yes. Know? Yes. <laughs> There's two realities. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm um, getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's true. Uh, and the the reason that I noticed it was John was because it was a good question from John. And that surprised me, an actual mm -hmm. good question from John. Um, yeah. So Janelle, you know, said, no, you know, Dan hadn't had private conversations. And so then Peter, I think, uh, said Dan's a traitor. And, yeah, I've talked about that recently on one of these podcasts or another is, OK, maybe you don't want to put a name out to everyone. Fully understand that you want. I, I think I was talking about it with uh, I was about to mention a name and I'll get yelled at if I mention it because it's from Traders UK. So a player on Traders UK is is playing it slow and he he flat out told some people, I don't want to say it in the group. I'll have private conversations and. And that's fine, but you need to tell someone you trust so they can back you up so that you don't just come out either later and say, oh, yeah, I knew it was them. I just hadn't told you or, or something like that, because that's another thing that's happened on Traders UK is people are like, uh, oh, well, I switched my vote at the last minute because I've always been 50 50 on these people on these two people. I just hadn't mentioned the one of them to anyone. And it's like, OK. That sounds really traitorous right there. And right. so, yeah, you got you got to tell someone. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, I think Dan, Dan does seem to have some allies in like MJ and Sandra, like among the faithful. Mm -hmm. And obviously at this point, it seems like the traders are trying to mostly stick together, but like that can change so fast. Yeah. Like, and you know, uh, just having the traders on your side is neither necessary nor sufficient to stay safe in the game. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So the players break up into small groups after breakfast. Uh, Kevin tells CT and Dan, he thinks Janelle is a traitor. Uh, Dan tells us his own name has come up. So if Janelle starts looking suspicious, he'll go against her to help himself win, which yeah, mm -hmm. that's you should. Um, meanwhile, Janelle tells Trishel, and Bergie, that it's so obvious Dan is a traitor. Now, I should note, Janelle posted on Twitter last week that, of course, she knew Dan was a traitor earlier, but didn't want to get rid of him because he was protecting her. Plus, you don't want traitors to go right away because they can just recruit your best faithfuls. So based on that tweet, she definitely gets the strategy. I mean, these are things that I've been saying is, yeah, if, if a traitor is protecting you, you don't out them. You stay close to them. You get as far as you can before getting rid of them. And despite what the hosts repeatedly say, no, voting out traitors is not the end all be all. It is not necessarily the goal. Survival is the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, 
I mean, Janelle may have said that on Twitter, but I felt like that was not how she played this episode at all. This episode, she was flinging out accusations like like crazy, and it got her in a lot of trouble, obviously. Yeah, and she said it on Twitter last week after the whole Larsa thing, and I think some people had come after her saying, like, how can you not see that Dan is a traitor? And, and she was like, I-, I obviously knew that. Now, anytime a reality show person tweets after the fact, you know, you... you is it real? Is it not? I think it was real. I think she's usually very straightforward about things. Um, and I think it carried over into this episode. It's not like she just suddenly realized Dan was a traitor. I think she had it in her mind already. But she's apparently decided now is the time to bring it up. And I don't quite get that. Uh, because, uh, you know, although she goes through the reasons, you know, uh, He's been doing all the things she's seen him do in Big Brother, playing possum until he has the numbers springing into action. He's the most devious Big Brother player she's ever played with. Okay, but if you knew he had been had been protecting you, why are you jumping on him now? I I don't understand if she knew before why she's suddenly trying to expose him now. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like she had allies who were who could have done the heavy lifting there and maybe she wouldn't have gotten quite as much flack, but like she as an individual really should have been like Dan, Dan was keeping her safe, you know, mm-hmm. like he was never bringing her name up as a murderer. Like, you know, he, uh, he was an asset to her. So yeah, this was a strange, a strange turn from her, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed to come from, you know, there was a conversation. I don't remember who all was in it. Um, but it was like, oh, we've got to get a traitor now. And that seemed to spark something in her like, OK, well, I know who one is. And it's like, no, you didn't have to get a traitor now. There was nothing that said you had to get a traitor now. Uh, so, yeah. But I mean, they do have to get one eventually. <laughs> yes, they do. They do. But to put your whole game on the line in this way, uh, you know, I don't know, just it, it, it seemed like a bad idea. I feel uh, like that's like Janelle, the whole episode was like not sort of taking into account how risky, like how much social mm-hmm. capital she was expending. She would just like go ham on everything, on on getting the shield, on getting yeah. Dan out, on like saying who she thinks it is, on on defending herself. And like, it just, you, you, you only have so much social capital in the game before you like run out and people get tired of you and get rid of you. Like, even if they know you're not a traitor, they're just t- done with you. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that describes Janelle in general uh, pretty well. I think that, um, you know, the the guest that we had on last week also uh, mentioned, you know, Janelle is not necessarily a good Big Brother player, but, uh, you know, she's a she's a fun Big Brother player. Uh, you oh, know, she's sure. she's not the best strategist. You know, she's never going to be Dan, um, but she's a fun Big Brother player for these reasons. Now, I I do think. Yeah, she's a decent big brother player. I think that she can think strategically at times. I just think in this case, you know, her her tradar went wild, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But before we get into more of that, it's mission time. Alan greets them outside. And at first I thought it was some sort of pirate related thing because there's a stuffed parrot sitting on a perch next to him. But the rest of his outfit was not pirate themed. And then I realized... It's the bird mission we saw on Traders UK. 
And uh, yeah, I knew it was the bird mission. Yeah. <laughs> like well, the moment the moment they stepped outside and there was a bird, I'm like, oh, it's the bird thing. Yeah, I didn't quite get that. And then especially I found out it was a rooster, not a parrot. So that was even worse. It was a very colorful rooster, but apparently it was a rooster, according to what Alan said. Uh, okay. Yeah, it, yeah, I know. That's I was like, that doesn't look like a rooster, but okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, they have to split up into two groups, six outside and the rest inside. But only those outside will have a shot at getting the shield. So lots of people want to play in the outside group. Uh, in a, a debate slash argument ensues about who deserves a chance to get the shield. With MJ acting like she's entitled to one, while Janelle says she's close to getting a traitor and needs the shield. Uh, in the end, Sheree, Kevin, Bergy, Peter, Janelle, and Trishel are outside. I'm not sure how MJ lost out after being so forceful. Maybe there was some rock, paper, scissors that we missed or something like that. But whatever it was, that, that was the group that ended up. Uh, Sandra, meanwhile, wants there to be shields inside for people who don't like to run, like herself and Phaedra. And <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. yeah, knowing Sandra's history with challenges, I laugh. If if Matthew <laughs> were here doing this podcast, I would talk about the uh, you know the Sandra sit out bench, um, and he would probably have thought it was a lie because he doesn't know about that. But uh, you know, the, yeah, if you oh, hear, I, you know me better than that, right? right. <laughs> yeah, so couldn't use that one. Um, so the outside group splits into groups of two and we'll hear bird calls and they need to relay them to the inside group who has to figure out which bird it's from. And when I say relay them, I mean, they have to say them into a walk, imitate the bird call imitations that right, right. uh, into a walkie talkie, right. uh, each of the outsiders, uh, get a map for nesting locations and of course the shield. Any duo who takes the time to go for a shield and correctly identifies it, they also they each get a shield. So the players run around, and at each location, they have a clue in order to find out what the bird call sounds like. And then they, like I said, imitate it for the insiders. Alan gets great amusement by everyone running around the different rooms <laughs> while repeating the bird call so they remember the whole, it. Yeah, the whole group is like, yeah. and just running past him. Arr, yeah. Arr. Yeah. It was so comedic. It was like, what is happening? And that didn't happen on UK. I don't know. They're more reserved there or something like that. Uh, I mean, that's the stereotype. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then the one UK person that is there, uh, John, he was just wandering aimlessly, also making Alan laugh. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, well, somehow he got the job, I guess, because he's the the former House Speaker. Or whatever. He got the job <laughs> of like saying all the bird names <laughs> and locations. <laughs> They're like, you, this is your role, John. Yes. You're the Speaker. You speak. He <laughs> <laughs> was very seemed very excited about it too. Yeah. Um, so the first uh, bird call or bird sound uh done by trishel and bergy is correct kevin and sheree try for the shield first but they suck at reading maps by their own description uh janelle <laughs> and peter also go for the shield first but apparently they suck at reading maps too because somehow trishel and bergy get there first even after they've already gotten one right they still get to the shield before the other two yeah, I mean, if if the if the map they were showing was right, it looked like people were just running right past it and yeah. like couldn't see it. It looked when they finally got there, it looked like they were in some sort of enclosed building. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if it was just like really hard to notice the door to the building, and they figured it was outside or something. Was like, it a building or bushes? 
I thought it no, was, it was like a building. Hedges. It was a building. Yeah. Mm. Cause they were like, we're in the walled garden. Remember? And this isn't, oh, yes. they were in a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was walled as in hedges. Uh, no, I didn't know it was actual that part. walls. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Trishel and Bergie get it right and they get the shield. Uh, meanwhile, the other two teams are still lost and half the time has passed. Uh, but Sheree and Kevin managed to get one and Janelle and Peter finally do as well. So that adds $10,000. And it, it didn't occur to me at the time, but I guess they got $2,000 for even the shield one. No, no, it was 2500 It was 2500 Okay. Yeah. That, and then okay. the shield didn't cost anything. Yeah. Okay. That would explain it then. Because I thought the way... Alan, I, I thought it was that way. And then the way Alan explained it, he said something about including or something like that. I was I was confused. Mm -hmm. Alan, you're confusing me. Um, <laughs> so with all of that going on, Peter has a plan. If they, if none of them say who has a shield, then all six are effectively protected, especially, you know, himself and Janelle. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a good plan. It goes back to the way shields were in previous series where a whole team would get it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah. Oh, and also, I guess Sheree and Kevin got another. Maybe got another uh, uh, bird call. I don't know. My notes are a little disjointed in that one. I but really, it, I mean, yeah, it's five, it's a mission. They got 10,000. So that's what the answer they got is. Five of seven, I think. Right. Because there were yes. six two each plus the shield so they got five. Right. i mean i mean at least they like we've been saying you know oh the timer's fake apparently the timer's not fake because they mm -hmm. missed two birds or maybe they just like let um whoever it was kevin and sure run around for yeah. like an hour and then we're like you know what the, the 20 minutes is up you guys we're done. yeah <laughs> i think the timer is more fake in the all or nothings because they don't want them to get nothing Right, right. I think yeah. in the incremental ones, you can have a real timer. And uh, so. Uh, anyway, they all come back together. Uh, Bergie tells Kevin they got the shield. But, you know, Kevin says, don't tell anyone. Right. And Janelle says the same thing to Trishel. Uh, Ellen notes, uh, as we mentioned, that the shield bird was found and asks if anyone wants to reveal who it was. Janelle says... In the best interests of the faithfuls, they are not willing to reveal any information. And yeah. it's it, interesting, in the best interest of the faithfuls, well, the best interest of the six faithfuls in that group. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure the faithfuls on the other side were like, um, excuse us, <laughs> like, yeah. we're going to get murdered now. And I was going to say one thing here is that all of the tra traitors chose to be outside and like, or chose to be inside. inside. Yeah. And if just one of them had maybe been in that group, they could have infiltrated it. So I think, you know, maybe maybe they should have been trying to like distribute themselves a little bit more evenly to avoid this very situation that happens. Yeah, I think with the fight over the shields, none of them wanted to get involved in that. They all wanted to appear to be good people. But the thing is, well, if you're a traitor, stepping back and letting someone else get the shield is... You know, something that you would usually do. Not always. We've seen big fights over shields uh, among traders. Uh, but, you know, in this case, they were just like all three of them were like, yeah, we'll stay out of this one. Right. Right. Um, so. Anyway, you know, Dan also voices his opinion on Janelle doing this, says that she's being selfish and that may turn others against her. Now, at the time I was watching this, I didn't really see it. 
you know, she was keeping a number of people safe. Sure, that put others in more danger, but I thought in general it's a good plan. Perhaps what was not a good idea was her becoming the spokesperson for the group. Like, let someone yeah. else do that. You don't have to speak up every single time. And I think this is what why Dan is so good. You know, he can mm -hmm. take like a little tiny seed and turn it into a huge thing. Like, you know, he comes up with this narrative that Janelle is a self is a selfish faith self selfless selfless selfish. faith. Yeah, selfish, faithful, yes. <laughs> um, and and he's able to you know turn it into a huge thing. So yeah. Uh, now Peter has his own slightly different plan. He decides to tell certain people he suspects of being traitors that he and Janelle got the shields. If they believe him and target Bergie or Trishel, that means he's narrowed down the suspect. And so we see him telling CT, Dan, and Parvati. In this moment, I feel like Dan and Parvati are smart enough to avoid the trap. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, he says, I'm, to Dan, he's like, I'm just telling people I really trust. And like, yeah. given the events later in the episode, that was clearly a lie, <laughs> like, very clearly. So Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll get to that later, too. More of that. Um, in another group, Janelle continues trying to convince people Dan is a traitor, but Kevin isn't buying it, believing she's the traitor instead. And even if she isn't, she's a sloppy traitor and getting rid of her will make room for more logical choices, which is true. Except for the fact that, you know, she's she's right in this case. Yeah, she's right on this. <laughs> we need more logical choices instead of the one that's right. <laughs> um, MJ tells us she suspected Dan, but the way Janelle is acting makes her a suspect now. Uh, MJ and Sandra run into Dan and Sheree in the hall, and MJ can't wait to spill about Janelle targeting Dan. At Dan's urging, MJ explains that Janelle says he's too quiet and is never giving his opinion. Now, you know, I, I kind of want to talk directly to Dan here because, Dan, we saw this back in the first three episodes. You should have figured this out by now. This is not news that people were suspicious of you for this reason. Right. But, yeah, you know, Dan being it, it Dan. Felt he, very, yeah, it felt very deja vu because I feel right. like we had like this exact same confessional in like episode two or something where Dan was like, boy, I'm being too quiet. It's going to throw suspicion on me. I got to start speaking out more. And then this episode, it was like, same thing again. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we took a break for one episode and now we're back to it again. Um. So he immediately turns it around on on uh, Janelle. I mean, not to other people, not to her, and says she's naming him for no reason, just like she did with Larsa. And the others seem to be buying it. Uh, Dan tells Parvati uh, about this separately, and she's shocked. And now it's time for the roundtable. I think I, one thing I wanted to say is I wish we got more sort of screen time on this it, it seems like there's some sort of alliance between like mj sandra and dan and maybe parvati mm -hmm. and like because like mj just like ran straight to him and sandra's sandra did the same thing last week with larsa and like it worries me that we're not seeing more from sandra and mj's perspective about mm -hmm. why they're loyal to dan like does do they really think he's not a traitor or do they think this traitor is gonna protect me um and i'll be able to get to the end with them yeah, I, I mean, a couple things that one, you know, last week we heard from Janelle and from Sandra about the Gamers Alliance. Uh, so maybe they've adopted MJ into the Gamers Alliance there. Um, but also, one thing the Traders production does not do well in almost any version that I can think of is 
when people have secret thoughts about, okay, I know this person is a traitor, but they're protecting me. We don't hear about it. Um, it, There's been a few instances where it has happened, but very few. I, I think it happened in Traders Canada is one that I'm, my mind is going back to, but if you ask me who it was, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, so didn't, yeah, didn't we have something like that with, I mean, I guess that's what Janelle was saying about oh, right, right on Twitter. She was saying that, but not right. on the show. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that like, you know, yeah, production needs to embrace that. This is probably how the game is going to evolve because it's the only way to survive really. Like, right. So, you know, the, the, it's going to become a, a balancing act of like, I know who the trader is. When is the right time to get them out? Not, Oh my God, it's a trader. Get them out right now. Right. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, the way survivor doesn't show certain things, even though we know they're happening and it's like, no, show them. We want to see them. We want to see these conversations. Yep. Nope. Yep. So before we get to the round table, we meet the new in quotes player because it's a returning player. And apparently she's coming straight into the round table. So in case anyone hasn't seen or heard the news, well, actually we talked about it earlier. It's Kate from last season. <laughs> uh, her first words to us are, well, I'm back. Did you miss me? And I yell no at my TV show at my, at my TV uh, I, I gotta say the bar that I was at I don't know if we mentioned this on the pod like I was at a, a very cool watch party last mm -hmm. night hosted by Brandon Donlan from Survivor 45 um, and the bar was extremely excited about Kate being back <laughs> there was a lot of whooping and cheering happening so yeah I know that my opinion on her is a minority one because lots of people love her for supposedly bringing good TV. Um, I don't care. I'll be the minority. And I talked about this, um, you know, uh, uh, last season. You know, my two sons, both of them watch what Lower Deck? Lo Lower Deck? Below Deck. I'm sorry. I'm confusing it with Star Trek. Um, <laughs> um, so, and one of them who doesn't watch much, much competitive reality TV, he loves Kate. The other one who does watch uh, Survivor, I mean, both of them watch Big Brother, but the other, the older one watches Survivor and the Traders, and he was with me. He did not like Kate, did not like her on last season, and um, I have not told him about her coming back because he doesn't like any types of spoilers and he's way behind, uh, so I'm sure he will feel the same way, but I recognize it is a minority opinion. I, I she just exemplifies exactly the type of person I don't want to see on the traders. Someone who wasn't really playing the game, just trying to get TV time. And yet she starts off that way by telling us she's upset. She's a faithful again instead of a trader because she wants to be able to murder people she doesn't like. And I, I won't go so far as to say I agree with that sentiment, but I wish I could get people off of TV shows that I like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm not quite as anti-Kate as you are. Like, I you know I enjoyed her on last season. Mm -hmm. I thought it was funny when she just sort of gave up because she realized there was no way the faithful were winning. But like, um, the, uh, the what, what was I going to say? The, like, I just don't see why she has to be a cast member here. Like, like right. what, what is the point of bringing her into the cast again? Like it's, she's not going to really add anything. She's probably just going to get murdered or banished pretty quickly. And she's not going to add any new insight to the round table. Like, so like, I mean, you know, bring her back for, for a challenge or something. Sure. But I don't, I don't see the point of like 
literally adding her to the cast. I think the point is that many people in that bar were cheering for her. Um, <laughs> I yeah, mean... and did did um did Alan actually say that bit about like you know oh you're 21 people for now like I did not pick up yes. on that in the first episode. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah, he yeah. did. Uh, because there were a lot. Uh, there was speculation that because we lost Deontay, that Deontay quit. Um, there was speculation that the only reason Kate was brought in was as a replacement for him to bring the numbers up. But not I bad. saw, yeah, I saw other things saying, no, that was absolutely not true. She was always planned to come in at this point. And as part of the proof, you know, he said there's only 21 for now. Okay. Yeah. So. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I, they, they can't, they don't just like call them up and have them fly to Scotland overnight and participate yeah. in the game. Like the, 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 that's just not how this works. Yeah. It would be like, you know, texting someone late at night and saying, Hey, do you want to be on a podcast with me? You know, that would, I mean, yeah, nobody would ever do that. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the rest of the players show up at the round table and then Alan brings in Kate announcing she could be a faithful or a traitor. Uh, she will have a vote from the get go, which is a little stupid in my opinion, because like literally she has nothing to go on. Uh, it turns out not to matter. But could you imagine if she was like the deciding vote or something? I mean, you know, they were because she was the last one read. Right. Like, I bet they were hoping she would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, at one point, Alan had like this pregnant pause where he's like, and Kate gets a vote at this round table. So you better be convincing. And yes. I, I thought for sure he was going to say, but she can't be voted for. And I was ready to riot. Yeah. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like I mean, that's like the circle rules, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, that was. I, I'm, I'm very glad they at least didn't do that. Although, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it would, wouldn't have been impossible if that they turned on her that they're just like, hey, you know, we can vote her out right now. Okay, yeah. see ya. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, if the whole Janelle Dan thing hadn't been going, someone could have easily pointed out, like, look, she had her time. Let's get rid of her right away. Yeah, uh, yeah, but they didn't. I um, mean, did did like. Did the traders know she's not a traitor? Like, I feel like it was very unclear. Not yet. I mean, they know once they show up at Trader's Turret and she's not there. Um, but yeah, they, they don't didn't even... even remark on that. No, exactly. <laughs> they didn't even comment on it. So, yeah. um, uh, very, but very yeah, that's sloppy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So anyway, the roundtable proceeds. Uh, Kevin asked to make his case without being interrupted because this group has a tendency to do that. 
Uh, and he puts Janelle out there and says she's had a pattern of bringing up names who end up being faithful. Plus, Ekin Sue was adamant about her and, of course, got murdered. Janelle says she's not a mastermind or a traitor. Uh, Bergie says if he was a traitor, he would not be playing the way she is. Uh, she creates chaos, and that's probably why the real traitors have kept her around. And, yeah, Bergie's right about pretty much all of that, I think. Yeah, I feel like Janelle is, like, way too worried about being murdered and <laughs> needed to worry more about being banished because she was yeah. causing a lot of distraction for the traitors, and they really had no reason not to keep her around. Yeah. Uh, Janelle thinks that Dan is a traitor. Uh, CT is acting strange, and Sandra is a traitor. Sandra says it's weird that they've been in sync, and all of a sudden there's this. What kind of crap is this? Uh, Sandra <laughs> thinks Janelle is the traitor. Uh, yeah. John says a bunch of things in defense of Janelle and thinks Kevin is the traitor because he's inconsistent in his behavior. Kevin speaks in his defense and Kate is just trying to keep up. I'll defend her here, which is weird, but uh, he, she's just trying to keep up and ask the person next to her. I think it was MJ, but I'm not sure uh, what okay. what his name is. And then Kevin like calls her out like a teacher getting mad at a kid whispering in class and says she wasn't listening. Way to make friends so with the new girl. Rude. It was yeah. like, what the, what are you doing? He's like, Kate, were you listening? It's like, I'm sorry. Who do you think you are? She was literally just like, what's his name? Like she, she yeah. was paying attention <laughs> like, and just wanted to know his name. It's like, yeah. Oh my, yeah, I thought, I thought that was totally just on, you know, just, just so unnecessary from him. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kevin's lucky that a little bit more heat didn't come his way because she certainly would have voted for him after that. And who knows? She, you know, I mean, with a first impression like that, I, you know, Kate isn't going to be his friend. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a relationship that's going to blossom. <laughs> uh, Peter goes back to Dan saying there has to be a guy among the traitors. And he's contributed the least in terms of uh, helping the faithful. Dan speaks directly to Kate and explains that he likes to hear evidence and reasons, but he doesn't take it personally. Uh, Kate has clearly heard of him because she notes, you know, yeah, you win everything. Um, <laughs> this is, um, I like in mafia, we sometimes talk about pocketing players, you know, like mm -hmm. you sort of pocket you you, yes. you act really nice to a particular non-mafia civilian i guess they are called here and and kate was just having none of it here yes. like and dan to his credit was like oh, okay so that avenue is not working you yeah. give up on it almost instantly <laughs> he's like all right this new person is here i can bring them into my web and she's like get away from me yeah <laughs> Yeah, I've brought uh, pocketing into the lexicon here. I've mentioned it uh, a number of times on podcasts. Nobody has said to me, what are you talking about? So I just presume everyone knows what it means. But yeah, I just started using it from, you know, which I got from <laughs> Mafia. So yeah. um, it was funny because, um, um, oh, God, why am I blinking on his name? Carson uh, from Survivor 44 uh, posted recently on Twitter and said, has everyone anyone noticed that this is like the traitors? And he uh, posted a, a picture of the secret H game. Um, <laughs> and it's like, no, Carson, no one has ever done. And like a bunch of people responded. And it's like, yes, and this and this and this. And so they showed werewolf and blood on the clock tower and mafia. And 
everything else. So I, yeah. I just thought it was funny that Carson had this big revelation, uh, you know, suddenly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I think, uh, we had a similar thing recently where Eliza had watched The Devil's Plan and comes into our Facebook group and is like, mm -hmm. Have you guys seen this? It's crazy. We're like, Yeah, we all spent like two months ago, we were all obsessed with it. <laughs> like, go read the threads from back then. <laughs> you have a Facebook group with Eliza? I'm very upset now. Um, I think it's the mafia. You should, you're probably in it. It's the, it's I'm the in the mafia, mafia group. group. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, I guess I missed her post. It's not like a secret group. It's just yeah. a group of people who like to play mafia and talk about reality games. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's see, where were we here? Oh, um. So Janelle points out again that Dan is giving nothing. He says he's playing like he played Big Brother, figuring out a few people who are good and putting full trust in them. And Janelle also notes he won Big Brother. Uh. But he says he can use his skills to help the faithful. Janelle keeps pushing that he's done nothing, which means he's acting like a traitor. Trishel adds that he doesn't talk game with anyone and isn't a good faithful. He says he won't say who he believes is 100% faithful because it would put a target on them. And then others don't seem to buy it. They're jumping in. And, and Janelle even says that she's loud and annoying and wrong, but she's a faithful. Yeah. No, I mean they're they're all one hundred percent right. Like, yeah, it's they're they're, they're bang on. Like, yeah, that, he's he's a traitor and he's acting yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Janelle and Peter push him for a name of who he thinks is a traitor, and he finally comes out and says Janelle, which is certainly the right name to pick at this point. And she was really asking for it. Like, you don't hammer on someone and say you're a traitor, you're a traitor, you're a traitor. Who do you think is a traitor? Of course, they're going to say you. Yeah, they gave him a bit of a softball there. It's like, all right, Dan, name one traitor. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, if, you, if you're going to force me to, Janelle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says that she's led the charge more than anyone else, and he's been blinded by his friendship with her. She's missed two or three shots, and he defended her, but he shouldn't have done that, and he can't trust her or move forward with her in this game. Right. Uh, so, yeah, anyone who has ever seen Dan speak before, such as at Dan's funeral, uh, knows this is what he does. He completely turns things around, even when he's in the most dire of straits. So, you right. know, this it's was... like you can even know that this is what he does. Like people on 14 were like, we know that Dan is going to miss us. That's that what it was called. Right. Misting, yeah. <laughs> like putting a mist into the room mm -hmm. and they still fell for it. It's still it's just it's it's so hypnotic the way he talks. And he just sorry, Dan, I don't know if I mentioned Dan is one of my very favorite big mm -hmm. player, brother players ever. Maybe my favorite besides like Brittany Haynes. But <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know, having him on this season has been um, a real treat. Although, yes. I mean, I'm kind of glad he's a traitor because like I'm, I'm I'm he says like oh I would have been able to use or you know I would be I can use my skills as a faithful but mm -hmm. like based on what we're seeing I'm not sure he would have been that great at detecting traitors no, like I think he's no. in the right role yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. um so with that it's time to vote uh going into it I think Janelle is almost certainly gone and indeed uh MJ votes Janelle Phaedra Janelle Sandra Janelle uh, she says she thinks Janelle's behavior changed and she was the last traitor picked. Janelle says spoken like a true traitor. And then they start firing back and forth at each other, calling each other effing traitors and telling one another to F off, except they didn't say F. Um, <laughs> like, and I, I wonder why is the F bomb 
bleeped but not the s bomb (laughs) they say i don't want to say it on the podcast but you know the s word pretty regularly and it's not bleeped but apparently f is apparently that's the bar yeah that's the top that's the top most (laughs) you know for peacock uh (laughs) that's the top most uh profanity and they can't have that but they can have other words i guess Uh, yeah anyway this was this was an epic i'm so glad we got this exchange between yes Sandra and Janelle like let you know this is what we were hoping we would get by putting these two on a season together is this kind of fireworks it was fabulous yeah and the thing is I I forgot to mention that you know part of it was Sandra after speaking goes to take a drink of water and Janelle says oh a little nervous and and Sandra's like I'm just thirsty I will say in in Janelle's minor defense I mean it doesn't matter the votes are cast as they are now but um (laughs) Taking a drink of water is a trick when you're, you know, trying to think or you're trying, you know, you are nervous. Um, I, when I uh, would do job interviews back in the day, when I was being interviewed, I always had water in case I needed to pause to think or got a little nervous. And then there's a, I can't remember, this just occurred to me. There was a a Republican giving some sort of a a speech. I think it was like a response to one of Obama's or Biden's State of the Union or something like that. Marco Rubio, right? Was it him? And he like, all of a sudden, uh, partway through, he he like was grabbing for the water. Yeah, because, you know, he was... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think maybe it's a different one. There's like, sorry, I wish there were video, but there's one where Marco Rubio is like, I'm just drinking really weirdly. So, I mean, I was going to say, yeah, the water trick doesn't work on audio only podcasts. Yes, like, what's yes. the audio podcast equivalent of a, yeah. of a water of a drink of water? Um, yeah, and the and it's so yeah. I think it was bad timing for Sandra, and other people could use this against her later. But you know, Sandra posted on Instagram and like, I really was just thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, continuing with the voting, Peter votes Dan, as does John and, of course, Janelle, too. Uh, Parvati votes Janelle. Kevin votes Janelle. Trishel votes Dan. Dan obviously votes Janelle, saying she's either a traitor or a faithful he can't trust anymore. And I do think it's important that he points this out again, because Mm -hmm. he knows that she's going to get up there and say, I'm a faithful. And so this at least allows him wiggle room. Like, I never said she was 100 percent a traitor. Right. I always said it could be one of these two things. And then a couple people also say the same thing when they vote for her after him. Uh, CT says or votes Janelle. Sheree votes Janelle. I think she was one of the ones that said it. Uh, Bergie votes Dan and Kate finishes up by uh, not by voting Kevin, as I thought she might, but rather by saying one thing she picked up from Big Brother was that you vote with the group at first. So she also went with Janelle. So apparently yeah. she's been studying up, you know, maybe that's why she had to wait a few days to come on. She was busy, you know, watching old seasons of Big Brother. Yeah, they, they just stuck her in that house with Big Brother 10 and Big Brother 14. Yeah. And said, go for it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, you note that Janelle had called out, like, she called out three people as traitors, Dan, CT, and Sandra. Only one of them was right, and mm. the other two both voted against her. And, like, all of those people are in the supposed gamers group, right? right? So I feel like she just didn't have the as many friends as she thought that she would have the, you know, she didn't think she, she didn't have the, the steadiness to be able to uh, throw out accusations as much as that and survive it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like Sandra said, they were in sync. And then all of a sudden she went in this other direction. And it's like, yeah, she 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 had this alliance and then she decided to flip on the alliance, basically. And she didn't ensure, OK, that the rest of the alliance could turn on Dan. And who knows? It could be like you were saying, maybe Sandra does believe that Dan is a traitor, but is a traitor who's protecting her. So. Yeah, who knows? I wouldn't put it past Sandra at all. Yeah, right. That lady is very smart. Yes. <laughs> uh, Janelle goes to the circle of truth and says she was loyal and honest. I'm a faithful, you idiots. Bergy mock applauds and says uh, the others are trusting the traitors. And Sheree says she went by Janelle's actions, but Bergy is still pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Bergie, voice of reason. Who th- saw that? I, I did not. I did not. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, when Alan leaves, MJ says it was her first mistake, but Kevin says no, it was his mistake. So they're like competing to see who can be blamed, which does not strike me as a smart move. It's like on Survivor when you come back from a challenge and someone immediately says, Sorry, I screwed up the puzzle. Blame me. It's like, No, shut up. Don't volunteer that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Maybe they're trying to avoid murder, though. (laughs) Maybe they figure they can uh, get through the murder, get through the murder, and hopefully avoid and figure out how to do damage control tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan says he holds no ill will against anyone who wrote down his name, Um, and then he claims to us that the roundtable was harder than both winning Big Brother and resurrecting himself from his own funeral, which is just silly nonsense. Come on, Dan. Yeah, I was like. I mean, that was a good line. Dan knows how right. to make good TV, but like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just talking at a table for like an hour. You're going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... um, as the players uh, break up into their groups, uh, Kevin asked Dan again if he has any ideas. Dan says yes. And if he's there in the morning, he'll take his shot. Uh, Parvati offers separately some people wine. And I yell out that they shouldn't ever take a drink from her. <laughs> yeah, and then as it happens, Kate asks, and maybe this is a trick of the editing too, but Kate wonders what happened to Ek and Sue and the others explain it. So Kate's like, I'm not ever taking wine from Parvati. Yeah, no, I think that, that seemed legit because she said like, whoa, Parvati yeah. just asked us if we want yeah. wine. I'm not taking wine from yeah. her. <laughs> Which is like more accurate than she realized. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, outside, Peter is holding court with Kevin, Berge, and John. And I guess they must figure John is too dumb to be a traitor because Peter lets him in on the shield strategy. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, it's bedtime, or as the traitors call it, murder time. Mm-hmm. Or at least as I say, the traitors call it. Murder. I, don't, I don't know that they call it that. <laughs> it's turret turret time? Turret time, yeah. <laughs> Stop. Turret time. Because Dan said, like, wait, is this the round table or the traitor's turn? Do you remember he said that late late later? I think he said I think I he like, said turret. Oh, okay. I thought it was traitor's turn. I'm like, what is the traitor's turn? No, I think he said turret. Uh, but um Dan lets us uh, tells us that he let Parvati and Phaedra determine the previous two murders, but now he wants to switch from defensive mode to aggressive mode. So he wants to be the one to choose. And he tells the other two, he thinks he can fix things by being more vocal. And I'm like, dude, you, you should have done that days ago. You knew that you needed to do that days ago. Right. Uh, they asked like post post table. He's still yeah. saying, 
Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys very soon what I right. think. Like, oh my God, man, just like come up with a target and, and push it. Like, you know, you just got to do it sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah, and then they ask him who he'll bring up and he says he's going to sleep on it. And they're like, you're even doing it to us. Uh, <laughs> you know, Phaedra adds that if he keeps this up, she's going to be embalming him herself. And the funny thing is, for people who may not know, in addition to her being a lawyer, she is actually a mortician. So that's the joke. Oh, I did not know that. Was, yes. okay, I was like, it was a bit of a weird line. That makes more yes. sense. She was like, yeah, make sure you get your suit because I'll be embalming you myself. Right. I'm like, that's a, a circuitous way to, yes. to say this. But <laughs> also the people that are banished don't die. Yes. <laughs> well, technically, I think it's like mafia. You get you know, executed or something like that, you know, or, <laughs> but um, getting back to Dan, in my opinion, he really needs to work together with the other two in figuring out a name. You know, he shouldn't be hiding it even from them, because if he starts naming someone in the morning and they aren't on board, it can end up turning them against him and sending things in the wrong direction. Kind of like when Parvati almost tried to poison Sheree. Yeah, I mean, think about how this might have gone. This episode could have so easily gone different if Parvati and Fader were like, you know what, this guy's a loose cannon and mm -hmm. he's 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 you know more trouble than we can. And they could have. I don't I don't remember if they could have flipped the vote exactly, but they could have probably like convinced people to flip the vote. Right. And like, uh, and so he, you know, he is very lucky right now that he has these two people who seem at least for the moment to be pretty loyal to him. And it's like, dude, like, you know, take advantage of this, of this resource you have, like these, these two smart people who can help you in this game. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand it. Uh, but it gets worse because discussion of the shields come up. And when Parvati and Dan compare notes, uh, Parvati realizes Peter must be lying because there's no way he would tell Dan the truth. Like you said earlier. And also something I was thinking. But Dan continues to underestimate Peter. He has been the whole game and doesn't think Peter is that savvy. Uh, Parvati thinks they should be safe and pick someone from the inside group, which is the same thing I would do. Who cares what, you know, it's not like you're that tight in numbers. There are people right. on the inside group that you could get rid of and it wouldn't be a big deal. Right. And I mean, even if he wants to get somebody who's been after him, John was in the inside group. So that's a perfectly good murder option. Yeah. Like, and they've been saying, like, they definitely think the traitor is a man. So why would Dan not be pushing to keep men in and get women out so that, you know, he has more targets to push on? Right. I, I don't I don't get his game right now. I guess, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I do not either, uh, because he pushes to target Bergie. Because Bergie said he's definitely writing down his name. Okay, there's a number of people who are definitely writing down your name, Dan. It yeah, changes like mind. Him, they're going to be like, "Wow, I guess I guess that Bergie was right on. They murdered him." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, yeah I mean, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is really dumb for Dan for two reasons, at least two reasons. One is what you just mentioned. You know, he said this in front of other people, mm -hmm. and other people are going to know that. Two, the shield issue. So, I mean, you've got two really good reasons not to to do that. And, yeah, and this is specifically what I was thinking of earlier when I mentioned Dan would have been a bad faithful. Like the fact that Parvati was so quick to figure out that Peter was lying and Dan is still like, no, I think it's I, I'm yeah. very confident Bergie doesn't have a shield. It's like, ooh, dude, like, you know, he's. I was I'm trying to think back to his old seasons. Like, has he ever like been outright lied to and had to suss it out? I feel like it's more him 
controlling people right. and like directing the flow of the game. And so I mean, he may, this may be a situation he's just not prepared for. Yeah. And we've seen in other seasons that sometimes the people who, you know, the traders get a little uh, high on their own supply. They, you know, they believe that they are fully controlling the game and that, you know, they're the ones doing the lying. Other people aren't. And yeah, would I have expected, you know, Peter, the pilot from The Bachelor to be that strategic? No, not necessarily. I mean, I never saw a season. I don't know anything about him, um, but he's at least smart enough to have become a pilot. I mean, you you know, you don't do that by being a complete dummy. So, um, you know, don't totally underestimate him when you don't need to. There was just there's just no reason to do this. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. Even without the shield situation, it doesn't make sense. And it really doesn't make sense with the shield situation. Right. So, yeah. So Dan tells us he's very confident Bergie doesn't have the shield. And this move will either win him the game or lose the entire thing. I'm, I'm thinking it'll be the second option. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess we don't know for sure that he's going to actually go through with the Bergie murder. They, they put in a little bit of um, like suspense about it, but it sure seemed like that's where they were heading. So there's a little suspense, and I'm going to ruin some of that suspense. If people don't want to hear this, then quickly fast forward like 30 seconds. But in the previews, it shows everybody there uh, okay. around the round table. So, um, you know, I, I noticed that and I saw other people notice that, too. So it sure I mean, I don't think there was any suspense anyway. This was a an absolute non cliffhanger as far as I'm concerned, because like Dan had a confessional talking about why this move was going to be good for him. Why would he have a confessional talking about a move that didn't happen? That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I, I, yeah. The only thing that threw me off a little was Phaedra saying, like, I can't believe I'm agreeing to this murder. But maybe they just had her say that to make it seem right. like like they might be murdering another housewife or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that, let's go into the Traders postmortem show. Um, it's only eight minutes long. Uh, and there's not a whole lot. To it. I, I did not watch this. You did not so. watch this. Oh, wow. I yeah. could say anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm um, ready to write down all the lies you're telling yes. me. Um, uh, Tamara tells us that she never expected to be murdered, but she also said she noticed the traders were being uh, very, uh, I'm sorry, the traders were targeting people who were being very vocal, and she's known for that. So it's kind of like, okay, you didn't put two and two together there. Whatever. Uh, so she tried to counter that by being friends with people. Yeah, that's not going to work, especially with this group of traders. So, no. Yeah, sorry, Tamara. That's, you know, that wasn't going to save you. Moving to Janelle, uh, Phaedra says she was a wealth of reality TV information. And Parvati says she was a ferocious faithful who was putting things together. Dan adds that she knows how he operates and he had to vote her out for being too frantic on Big Brother. But this time he had to do it to save himself. He also notes that other people weren't used to the way she played all out, including going for the shields, as we discussed earlier. So, mm -hmm. you know, this made me rethink what I was saying before, because I was like, ah, people aren't going to worry too much about that. But maybe it did play into it that people just didn't trust her and therefore were willing to get rid of her. You know, like the multiple people, you know, including Dan, who said, even if you're not a traitor, you're not a good faithful. Right, right. 
um, which is a valid reason to vote people out in this game. It is absolutely a valid reason. I know, you know, it's always, no, you got to get the traders. No, getting rid of a, 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 a troublesome faithful is, is equally important. We saw it in New Zealand. We saw it in Canada. Sometimes you just got to get rid of them, even if you know they're not a traitor. Yeah, and it's just like Janelle was sucking up just a lot of the of the energy. Right. Like I feel like you know she since she made her big runs in like season six and seven, like she's always gone out early, right? She's just sort of like such a big target mm-hmm. that people, you know, are constantly talking about her. And like in a game like this where there's like so many deaths mm-hmm. happening on a daily basis, like it's gonna it's gonna catch up to you sooner or yeah. later. Yeah. Honestly, the fact that we made it to episode five with Dan, Parvati, Sandra, and Janelle is like a gift from the reality oh, yeah. TV got. So I just want to say thank you to them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I you know, Phaedra also discusses how in this game you can't lead with harshness the way she did. Mm-hmm. Uh so so yeah. Um I closing thoughts. Uh do you want give your closing thoughts first or do you want me to? Uh, you go ahead. I'm I'm gonna take a sip of water here. Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. You're nervous. You're you're trying to formulate your lie, and that's why you're taking a sip of water. I've caught you, you effing traitor. F you. <laughs> you, you effing Jardine traitor. <laughs> uh, um so yeah, I, I think. You know, Janelle was worried about Dan outplaying people like he did on Big Brother. And yeah, she got outplayed by Dan because she came after him rather than continuing to stay under his protection, like we discussed earlier. I mean, like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, she even said in her tweet that she knew that's why she was still there. I, I, I you know, I, Janelle just, I mean, basically, she murdered her own gang. And and I think we're about to see this the same thing happen with Dan. I, I think he's doing the same thing, ignoring the fact that Peter previously lied uh, or obviously lied to him, worrying about one particular person in Bergie. I I just don't know what the hell he's thinking. I mean, this is I I, I think he's too he, he's I think he's overestimating himself and underestimating his opposition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. I think, um, like, I always think of season 14, you know, when he had this epic dance funeral. It was so awesome. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really feel like that was, like, the big move that got him through that vote, but kind of lost him the game overall. And I feel like he's doing the same kind of thing here, where he's, like, doing everything he can and pushing so hard to get through vote after vote, which you do have to do, but it's it's killing his his ability to stay in the game um, and he's, you know, obviously then taking those remaining chance, that remaining chance he has him setting fire to it by trying to get Bernie yeah. out right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, in the meantime, I think Parvati and Phaedra seem OK with each other, at least for now. Um, I, I do think Phaedra helped her game by both accepting Parvati's apology rather than turning it into a war and also by murdering Tamara. I do think that was, you know, a good move on her part. OK. Um, we'll see. Uh, one interesting thing to me is that Sandra's name came up as a possible murder victim, but they didn't go for her. And then Dan said in the turret at the end of this episode that it would be a waste to murder her. Now, people have clocked Dan playing the same type of game he's known for. But what about Sandra? I think she's mostly lying low 
and also making some good moves, you know, with her allies, you know, like you had mentioned running, you know, running to them. I think she could last a long time. Yeah, I think she's uh, this game is good for her. She's she's able to just sink into the background, um, you know, evaluate people quietly and like just play that Sandra game of mm-hmm. anyone but me until it's time to strike. Yeah. And she is patient. Like she knows when how to bide her time and how to, you know, how how to how to expend that social capital in the right way at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as for Kate, uh so far we don't know what kind of game she'll play or if she'll actually play unlike last time. Um if she does truly try to play the game, then I'll revise my opinion of her accordingly when the time comes, but I'm I'm not counting on it. She was she was bought, brought back for one reason and it wasn't to play the game. She was brought back to cause what they believe is good TV. And mm-hmm. so you know, I've talked on previous podcasts that this was what I was worried about with the housewives being there was that, you know, everybody would be trying to get good TV instead of good traders gameplay. And so far, it's been pretty good gameplay. You know, I mean, some people have had bad gameplay, but not for those reasons. And so I, uh, you know, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens, especially if Kate doesn't have any anyone else to kind of bounce off of to you know get to do the same thing yeah i guess i just don't see her lasting very long but maybe maybe i'm just being overly helpful helpful (laughs) um but yeah i just it's hard for me to imagine her having that much of an impact on this game if that makes sense yeah all right well with that unless you have any further closing thoughts um we can uh move along here where if people want to find you, if you want people to find you, let me let me put it that way. Uh, where <laughs> where can they find you other than in the uh, Wall Street Journal? Uh, you know, occasionally. Occasionally, yes. Um, yeah. Well, my um, my Twitter is um, Jay Calderash, J K A L D E R A S H, and I post you know occasional thoughts on the traders and other reality shows on there, and also crosswords. Um, so. Yeah, um, and Dave is my number one fan on there. He likes hey. all of my posts, which I really appreciate. It's like there'll be like one, you know, one star next to each post. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's David. <laughs> it was all done as part of my plan to get you back on the podcast. That's why, you know. <laughs> that's okay. I'm okay being manipulated. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the best place to find me. Okay. Uh, well, now it is time to finish the Trade Our Trader game. Ooh. Ah. Laura, did you lie to me? Yes. Well, that's too bad because I have no idea what it is. Uh, now, I did lie to you as well. I can try to guess yours first, but I literally did not write anything down on the paper, which okay, is bad. I wrote, I wrote a few things down if you want me to guess yours i don't i don't i don't know if they're right honestly like sure you can go first so that i can be wrong in spectacular fashion afterwards okay um i wrote down that the bird you said the bird was a rooster and i didn't think it was a rooster like was that the lie i'll i'll i you know what i will let you take another guess because i i do not believe that was a lie i thought that he (laughs) said it was a rooster so if i'm wrong about that I don't want that to be, you know, uh, you know, I, I certainly was not lying intentionally about that. Okay. Um, 
So okay, um, the other one, it felt like maybe you were trying to lie about the two thousand versus twenty five hundred thing, um, but that 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 I don't know if that was it. And then I wrote down also maybe the Carson story was made up. Those okay. were the three things I wrote down. Okay, uh, the two thousand versus twenty five hundred was just confusion, uh, and the Carson story was real. Uh, that I saw that he saw that uh, or I saw that tweet. Uh, so so no, my lie was much simpler and more snuck in than that. Uh, when we were discussing the resolution of the opening trader fight, I said that Matthew even messaged me about it. I totally made that up. He's been too busy with <laughs> Traders UK. I'm not even sure he's seen this episode yet. <laughs> he's probably going to listen to this and be like, I did what now? <laughs> yeah, well, he's done that. He'll he'll probably, well, I, I think I'm editing this one, but when he edits, uh, there are times when he'll be like, because this happened in the Traders Canada a couple times, where he'd all of a sudden I'd get a message from him that said, I know what you're lying about. Uh, one time he said, I know what your guest is lying about. And I'm like, oh, good, because I missed it on that one. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I literally I mean, there were a couple things I called out in the moment as thinking any of those could be lies. Um, but now I don't even remember what those were because you convincing me you convinced me that they weren't. Um, uh-huh. And so. I have to give up. I literally have nothing in my mind. You were, you were, you know, so honest the whole time you, you know, you managed to uh, lie to me apparently the way Peter convinced Dan. So <laughs> I guess, I, I guess that's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, mine was very subtle. I just, when we were talking about the challenge, I said that John had read all of the bird names and mm. he only read four of the five. He, uh, Parvati read one of them. So that was, that was it. That was, it was just a little nice. one. <laughs> you know, when you said that, I was thinking, could this be the lie? But then I was thinking, I'm like, no, he really did. He really did read all of them, I think. But now that you mentioned it, I do have a, a flash in my memory of Parvati reading one of them. So very yeah, good. When I was doing was my rewatch one. today, I was like, this would be a good one because like he really seemed to do most of them. But yeah. there was just one that Parvati did for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we both got our lies past each other. So that means we're both good liars and bad lie detectors, I guess. So uh, we, we could both be Dan. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're criticizing Dan over here. We can't like we know some, there's a lie coming. Can't even figure it out. So. I, I do think that we could have detected the Peter lie. I'm going to give us both credit for that. Yeah, yeah. That one seemed like, um, I really trust you, Dan, and I just yeah. need you to know this information yeah. that if you were a traitor would totally screw you over, but I know you are not. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> and that he told Parvati, too. I mean, that's the part that really gets it, is like... Yeah. He told, on, yeah, he told Parvati the exact same thing. Yeah. And Parvati, if you've ever seen, you know, Heroes versus Villains merge episode, you know, you don't try to pull something like that on Parvati. Right, right. All right. Well, anybody who wants to reach out to let me know what you think, I am all over social media and reality TV podcasting. You can find all of my various accounts through my link tree at linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE in Linktree. Or you could find me on most text based social media like Twitter and Blue Sky is at David Bloomberg. And on the video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram is at David Bloomberg TV. And because Threads is connected to Instagram, I'm at David Bloomberg TV there as well. Trying to get a little bit more traders conversation at blue sky and uh and uh threads and there's a couple people there who have seen it it's a lot more difficult on blue sky because there's literally no hashtags or anything on threads 
they're you're allowed one hashtag per um per post but they also allow you to use spaces so like someone who posts the space trader space us will not be in the same hashtag group as the traders us all one so it's they've uh, yeah. chosen Which, to by handle the way it. i like I like briefly clicked on hashtag the traders last night and immediately got spoiled on the traders UK, which was extremely annoying. <laughs> so. Oh, I mean, I, I use both because not for not thinking of it the way you're thinking of it, of clicking that, but rather so that people don't accidentally get spoiled on it in case they're muting different words. Um, so, but that's, yeah. you know, that's a good point. Unfortunately for the traders UK, the players on the Traders UK have no chill whatsoever. Um, <laughs> and they post the moment it it, the, it hits the TV, they post it, which is fine. I, I am not going to complain about spoilers on Twitter because I do them myself when I'm live tweeting. But I include the hashtag. They do not. Yeah. And, yeah, no, it was my fault. Like, I just saw, I saw hashtag the traders trending mm -hmm. with Janelle, and I'm like, oh, okay, probably this is just going to be Traders US. And obviously it wasn't. Obviously people were yes. tweeting Traders tweeting about traders uk at the same time and it was just me being stupid so yes when oh, well. uh for the finale for the traders uk finale which we're recording this before the finale airs i don't know when this will be posted in relatively but um i'm going to have to go on a social media on a twitter hiatus completely because... yeah i'm deleting twitter from my phone i do not yeah. want to <laughs> i mean it's it's yeah like i said they have no chill um and they have no hashtags which is even more important um but with that said, uh, I, I do want to mention one of the things that I hashtag the traders, the traders UK, the traders US are the TikTok, Instagram and YouTube videos that uh, I post. I recently been posting at least two uh, per day on each of those sites. Uh, lately, they've, of course, been mostly from the traders US, the traders UK. I was doing the trust on Netflix until that ended with a dull thud. Um uh, some Survivor flashback videos from older seasons. And starting in a few days, I will have Australian Survivor mini Y blank losts and other videos from that show. So, oh, you know, right. there yeah, is that's not coming up soon. Oh, that, yes. oh I'm excited. <laughs> uh, yeah. As of yeah. Our, this recording, it's I was going to say three days, but I guess technically it's two because they're like, you know, they live in the future in Australia. Yeah, there are. It's already the 27th where they. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, because I've been watching the Australian Open. So oh, it's been, okay. I've also been sort of living on Australian time a little bit. <laughs> um, also, people should make sure to check out the accounts for this podcast overall. You can find us on Instagram as the Tradar Podcast and on Twitter as at the Tradar Pod. You can also email the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help support the costs of publishing this podcast, you can drop Matthew a few bucks uh, at coffee, which is ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley. And thanks to everyone who has done that already. I do not have the names. Matthew has those names. So thank you to everyone who has uh, helped do that and helped support the costs of getting this published and put out there for everyone. Um, by the time this is posted, the Traders UK finale podcast with Matthew and me may be out. It depends on, you know, timing between the U.S. and the U.K. and everything else that's going on. Uh, if not, it'll be very soon after. And then, of course, we will be back next week for another episode of The Traders U.S. 
Uh, so I hope everyone tunes in for that. Feel free to reach out through social media in the meantime, either to tell us what you think or ask a question, anything like that. And until then, uh, I, I'm supposed to say to close out the trade, the new catchphrase, which is keep us on your trader. But I still like stay traitorous. So they're, they're both pretty good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we'll close out with both of those. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.